News every 15 minutes, weather every 10, and sports twice an hour. News Talk KGVO, AM 1290 and 98.3 FM. You're listening to Montana Morning with Peter Christian. A former Missoula man convicted of child pornography charges. Good morning, everyone. It's Montana Morning. It is Thursday, July 14th. Thanks so much for joining us. Our news this morning is sponsored by Mark Your Insurance, protecting Missoula and Western Montana for the last 50 years, offering you home, auto, and business insurance. One of our top stories this morning, a jury Wednesday in Missoula Federal Court convicted a former Missoula resident of transporting, distributing, and receiving child pornography using the Internet and social media, according to U.S. Attorney Jesse Laslovich. After a three-day trial, the jury found 39-year-old Torian Jerome Weber, formerly of Missoula, currently of Littleton, Colorado, guilty on all eight counts, including four counts of transportation of child pornography, three counts of distribution, and one count of receipt of child pornography. The trial began July 11th. Weber faces a mandatory minimum five years to 20 years in prison at a $250,000 fine. The University of Montana's Bureau of Business and Economic Research is always asking questions and looking for answers to the economic conditions in our state. So it's no surprise that Director Patrick Barkey just issued an op-ed regarding the supply chain problem. KGBO reached out to Barkey for details. Well, I think it's an attempt to really uh, try to reach out to Montanans to uh, give them some answers to some questions they may be asking about how much longer we can expect to see uh, shortages and delays and unavailability of some of the key things we've been trying to buy, everything from cars to, uh, to um, you know, four-wheelers, I mean, you name it. Mark, you said the supply chain issues, somewhat educational, that Montanans are learning how the system works the hard way. I think one of the things is that we're all learning how everything works. And what I mean by that is that when we have a... Uh, a a product that we want to buy, how does the process work that puts it on a shelf before we buy it? And, uh, of course, we're learning about that because it's broken down for some kinds of goods and commodities. And I'm trying to give uh, uh, Montanans an appreciation of of why that happened. Marky took the tack that brings to mind the iconic Pogo comic strip about who's to blame for the supply chain problem. We have met the enemy, and he is us. Well, I think one of the things, for example, that is really kind of stunning is the fact that while we all point to various problems uh, in the economy, be it labor force, be it regulations, be it shipping, etc., really one of the problems with supply chains is really when you look in the mirror and we look at ourselves, Collectively, our demand for all kinds of physical goods has simply exploded. And uh, any system would be strained to meet that kind of demand. Marky was asked if the supply chain problem is, quote, the new normal. He strongly disagrees. No, it's definitely not. Uh, as a matter of fact, I wouldn't even say it's a long-term view. I think it's more of a medium-term view that uh, supply chains are already starting to heal. Uh, unfortunately, uh, some of the good news for supply chains is actually coming about because of worse news for the economy. So the very fact that prices have gone up so fast has really pushed people out of the marketplace for those kind of goods. It's the economic slowdown that appears to be upon us that is uh, easing the pressure. All those things are going to help supply chains recover. So this is this is not a new normal. 
but it sure has gone on for a lot longer than people thought it would. Read Dr. Barkey's op-ed piece by clicking the link on our website. On Tuesday, about 1.35 in the morning, an employee at a local bar on West Broadway called 911 to request, request an intoxicated male be removed and trespassed from the business. The employee told dispatch the man was refusing to leave because it was his birthday and he was harassing other customers. The employee also said the man had exposed himself to her. Uh, police uh, officers responded to the scene. At that point, spokesperson Lydia Arnold picks up the story. Officers had responded to a call for service at a local bar for a male, Graham, who was intoxicated, harassing customers, exposing himself, and refusing to leave the establishment. Officers located the 911 caller who identified Graham as the person they had called 911 about. When officers contacted Graham, Graham refused to identify himself to officers. Officers had a lawful reason to be in contact with Graham, making it so Graham had to identify himself to the officers. An officer asked Graham if he had ID so he could be fully identified. He stated he did, then he patted his pockets and he told the officer he was drunk and didn't provide his ID. The officer told Graham they were called to remove him for having been reported that he exposed himself to the staff. Officers tried multiple times to explain to Graham the reason for the contact and his requirement to identify himself. Graham continued to refuse. Officers placed Graham under arrest, and during the search incident to arrest, officers located his identification as well as a bag of a white powdery substance that tested presumptive positive for cocaine. An officer logged the suspect cocaine into evidence where it will be transported to the state crime lab for analysis. Graham was arrested, taken to the jail. He's currently being charged with criminal possession of dangerous drugs and obstructing peace officer. Montana Governor Greg Gianforte, long a proponent of the state-of-the-art technology, issued a challenge after his election to all state agencies to see which department would be first to become 100% digitized. The winner was announced this week. KGVO News spoke with the Montana Department of Commerce, which was the first to complete the governor's challenge. Director Scott Osterman provided details on how his agency, one of the state's largest, met the all-digital challenge. The governor issued uh, the challenge for modernizing um, how our agencies function, and and a big piece of that is uh, essentially going to a fully digital format and, you know, relieving us of of a lot of paper uh, burdened processes and manual types of processes. And so, you know, basically there was a a challenge to see who could be 100% digital first. And uh, we took on that challenge uh, thanks to the governor's initiative and we're able to really improve efficiency. We just started on the 1st of July and flipped the switch and to optimize our ability to perform for Montana. Osterman has said his agency with so many different departments successfully reconfigured their entire workflow from a paper format to a digital format. In any, in any uh, digital optimization, you analyze all of your workflow and <clears throat> have to turn that workflow into, uh, you know, through a process of then bringing it into the, to the host uh, operating tool, which in this case was ServiceNow, and have those processes translate into, you know, from paper processes or certain manual communication processes, turn into essentially the digital workflow that um, allows part A to go to part B to go to part C, but do it without paper or without email and just do it automatically through a system. Now, Osterman said any customer can much more easily access services of the Montana Department of Commerce. We want to make things simple, and so that the ability to apply for a grant or a loan or to engage with us is something that can be, at least initially, is simply done as 
you know, from two or three screens of a phone, uh, you know, from a phone interface to be able to a uh, smartphone interface to help with that and just make it easy for Montanans to engage the programs and the, and the uh, offerings that we have. Osterman said the steps successfully taken by the Department of Commerce can now be easily adapted to other state agencies. Devin will be sharing that with some of the other agencies uh, that we can continue to have a template that can be replicated. So us going first means that we pioneered the way. We had great help from some of the IT staff and some of the other agencies and the team to be able to do this. So, you know, it's a coordinated approach so that what was learned in this process can be populated into the rest of the, the rest of state government across the entity. The governor praised the accomplishment. Our news talk time now, 613. A few strong to severe thunderstorms will be possible today, although the majority of us will not even see the raindrops. As we head into your Thursday and Friday, additional chances for a few afternoon thunderstorms. Overall, not a huge deal. Just keep an eye to the sky if you have outdoor plans. Head indoors when thunder roars. Now, as we head into your weekend, temperatures really beginning to warm up for your Saturday. We're dry. We're mainly into the 90s, but some spots will be close to that 100-degree mark. I'm meteorologist Chad Kristoff with NBC Montana. Thank you, Jed. Right now, we do have uh, mostly clear sky. It's a beautiful morning out there in western Montana. And right now, we have 63 degrees in Missoula. This portion of Montana Morning brought to you by Paradise Falls, where tonight, Thursday's Mexican night, a delicious menu of all your favorites like enchiladas, matadors, quesadillas, and lots more. Uh, that's, uh, by the way, serving until 11 o'clock every night at uh, Paradise Falls. Stay with us, 6.15 coming up, and we've got Rocky Erickson with another sports story to start your day.